What's happening? This is Poder Podcast. Your host, Sergio Lagunas. On this podcast, we feature influential and powerful leaders with their own unique stories on art, music, education, and influence. So listen to these stories to find out their source of poder. Welcome to another episode of Poder Podcast. With us today is Andres Armenta, and we're going to talk a lot about healing, about listening, and a deep understanding. He identifies as a healer uh, since a lot of people go to him and have good conversations and leave wondering, maybe I can do this. And maybe they're searching for their source of poder as well. Maybe we should invite them to our podcast episodes too. So tell us, Andres, a little bit about your background. Tell us where you grew up, uh, where you went to school, uh, what organizations you joined, and anything you would like to add. Good evening. Uh, as mentioned, my name is Andres. I was born in El Centro, California, which is in the Imperial Valley of California. It's close to the border town, Calexico, which is the neighboring city, the U.S. neighboring city of Mexicali, similar how TJ is to San Diego. Okay. I was raised in Sinaloa for five years. And then after that, I was brought back to San Diego. And then I've lived in San Diego up until I was 22 years old before I transferred here to UC Santa Barbara. After graduating high school, I did attend community college. And when I was 16, I actually started working. I worked at SeaWorld for six years. Uh, within those six years that I worked at SeaWorld, uh, five of them I worked in culinary operations, which taught me a lot to have respect for retail and people that work in the food industry, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And just because of I worked on the other side, I'm, I'm able to be more courteous to people and I'm, I'm much more understanding. For example, the other day I went to get coffee here and it was really busy and the girl was like, Eventually, she told me, oh, thank you so much for being patient, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, it's okay. I understand what it's like. Wow. We can really go in depth with that. But tell us more about uh, growing up in San Diego and how that led you here to Santa Barbara. Growing up in San Diego, it was kind of rough. I'm the youngest of four children, and there's a huge disparity between myself and my brother before me. He is 13 years older than me, and the other two are even older than that. I was actually raised closer in age with my niece, who is eight years younger than me. She's on her second quarter at UC Riverside right now. As I mentioned, it was a little rough for me just because since I was the first child here, I am the first gen. It's totally different than my two oldest siblings who attended a university in Sinaloa. So it was it's, it was hard for my parents to manage parenting me as opposed to parenting them. On top of that layer, my parents immigrated here, so my three siblings had to fend for themselves in Sinaloa, and they were in much closer contact and much closer connected into my life somewhat. Mm, I see. Uh, tell us more about your journey uh, and your education path. Basically, everything came easy. Um, I always got good grades, but... What was difficult was just this mentality I have of not always being good enough. 
And that because of that, I didn't apply to community college. And then eventually when I was in community college, I was like, okay, well, I'm on the pre-med track. So I fulfilled most of my STEM requirements, except for physics before coming to UCSB. And then once it came down to applying, I, I wanted to apply to as many universities that were far enough from San Diego where I could leave a home life, but still be close enough where I could go back whenever I wanted to. Okay, I see that's very important. Uh, tell us about not just the preparation, the academic world, because a lot of our listeners are uh, have experienced similar, uh, you know, similar situations where they don't feel like they belong. I believe I heard someone say imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah, can you talk about imposter syndrome for a little bit? I think it ties into our topic today. Well, imposter syndrome basically means where you make yourself think that you don't fit in where you are. So, for example, here at UCSB, where the population is predominantly Caucasian, we, aka a white, a white space, you're, the imposter syndrome that could come in is that this isn't your place because you don't see a lot of brown people you could relate to. Okay, okay. Uh, do you ever find yourself in that situation still today? I rarely do just because from the moment I came here, I always feel at home when I'm with brown people, specifically with Latinos, just because I'm very intertwined with my own culture. I prefer watching, listening, and speaking in Spanish. So I tend to acclimate myself as much as I can with people of of a similar niche. So tell us more about uh, continuation in your in your journey towards getting to Santa Barbara, uh, you were thinking about doing something medical. Did you end up doing something medical when you transferred? Unfortunately not. I did transfer in as a biochemistry major in the chem department. However, I was unable to see that through and it was only to keep retain my own sanity. Um, STEM classes personally were high anxiety inducing and it triggered my depression a lot. So I Eventually, I realized that at the end of the day, being a doctor wouldn't satisfy me. So I was okay moving away from that. Instead, I obtained my degree in cultural anthropology. And I loved those classes because they were similar to psychology, which is what really intrigues me. Except that psychology focuses on the self, while cultural anthropology focuses more on groups of people. Uh, Let's go back to the topic of, of healing. What are some steps people can take in at home to begin healing whichever trauma they may have experienced and ex- uh, whichever situation they may find themselves in? What is something you would recommend where you can just start? The biggest thing I would suggest is something I've questioned other friends about that I don't... It's baffling to me that people don't self-reflect, so they don't stop and think about their own actions or if something hurt their feelings they don't attempt to get to the root of things in order for it to not repeat so in terms of growth uh, when we're looking into self-growth and self-reflection what are some tips that you have for us where do we start looking at ourselves do we start with our our bodies our minds Growth comes from self-reflection, which I mentioned earlier. So understanding that nobody is perfect, but just you wanting to perfect yourself. 
so I watched a TV show and it said a spouse talked about her husband and said that his vice was his compulsive idea to be perfect. And that's what he would always work towards, which I can relate to. That's something I personally do myself. And it's just realizing, quote unquote, vices you do have and you're working towards the virtue. But at the same time, the biggest thing that you constantly have to remind yourself in a healthy way is that growth is not linear. So even if you have setbacks, that doesn't mean you haven't had any progress. Okay, speaking of growth and self-reflection, we just encountered a new calendar year, right? Tell us about your experience or you know of other people. Do you do any ritual, like new year, new habits, new me, uh, new goals? Do you establish anything at the beginning of the year? At the beginning of the year, no, because then that means you're just going to wait a long time until you start working on yourself. So... What I do is, as soon as I identify something I want to work on, you just got to get the ball rolling. Okay, what are some steps that you take? Do you have a journal? Do you, uh, do you write it there? Do you write it down? Do you put it in your phone? You know, most of us already have a mobile phone, mobile device with us at all times. So it's, I can see that that's very easily reached. So what are, what are some things that you do? Or, Unfortunately or not. Uh, I have a very obsessive personality, so once I notice something that bugs me, it's just going to stay there, and I won't forget that I need to work on it because there's constant reminders that trigger me to that. I'm a full-time employee, so I have very little time to myself, so I had to learn how to manage feeling lonely by understanding that everything I needed a validation of from others, I can find within myself. And it took me a while to learn that. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that where you feel lonely, especially artists and scientists. You know, it's a lot of lonely work or entrepreneurs. Have you looked into what other people do in terms of going out to a mixer or, you know, going to an event? When someone invites you to an event, do you jump and say, yes, I want to do that? Or... Are you the one that uh, invites people? If I am invited, I will attend. But I can't show up at an event where I don't know anyone. That just provokes too much social anxiety. Mm, Okay. I don't know a lot about uh, social anxiety. Can you elaborate a little bit in general terms what that looks like? Kind of when you get really shy because you go in front of a room. It's similar where there's just a lot of the way it manifests in me is there's a lot of unknown people around me and I don't know what the, what they're trying to do. So I just get very frantic and paranoid on the inside. So if people do try to approach me, I'm not very welcoming of others just because I'm hesitant on letting people in, for example. Okay. Would you say that's kind of like a form of putting your guard up? It's like, okay, I don't trust you. I need to learn a little bit of background about you before I start talking to you. Because I, I myself sometimes feel the same way. Like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I should go up to that person. But you probably already know that being the way I am, you know, I just look at that barrier and punch it, break it, and then talk to them. It's like, hi, my name is Sergio. And, um, you know, do you want to get some fries? 
or something like that. But um, when I experience that type of anxiety is on stage. You may not believe this, but when I'm on stage, I get this fear like, whoa, are they going to listen to me? Are they not? And one of the reasons I got over that was when I was involved in the hip hop scene and I got into uh, freestyling. And I would go and freestyle NC at a local place here. And one time it was really bad where there was people that didn't pay attention and didn't care. They were watching the Lakers. I'm like, pay attention to me in my head, right? Pay attention to me. That's why I'm here. And it kind of felt like I lost my purpose. So I think I think I, I agree with that social anxiety that maybe it's us looking for a purpose. And if we don't feel purposeful somewhere, it's like maybe... We, we don't want to be there. I'm actually on the opposite side of the table where I lim- I choose to limit myself. And that's probably why I get anxiety, just because I'm a very in-your-face personality. And I can come off being over the top. So I understand you also wanted to talk about toxic traits. Can you explain what you wanted to talk about? In regards to toxic traits, what I wanted to say was that a lot of people need to have accountability. It's really easy for somebody to hurt your feelings and you point the finger as opposed to you stopping and saying, well, what did I do in order for that person to react that way? So, for example, I get perceived the wrong way because I have a strong outer shell. And I understand that, like, for me, my toxic trait is that I don't allow vulnerability in order for people to understand why I am the way I am. Okay, kind of inviting people in Yes, is kind of a tough thing to do. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Going off of that, I personally get really excited when I see people being kind just because seldom people are like that. So, so I was at... I took my parents to a restaurant this past weekend in San Diego. And the gentleman who was helping us, he was at the register, but he was also the host bringing the food to our table and I ended up mentioning to my parents oh miren es muy amable because it he was going above and beyond and I think that's a little rare to see yeah nowadays it is a little rare to see and speaking of uh, relationship building and talking to others uh, what are some techniques that you use uh, based on your personality and and choice of circles uh, choice of friends What are some things that you do when you meet someone new? A big thing I do is I'm a listener. People think I'm very extroverted because I'm very out there, but I don't say much. It just looks like I'm saying a lot. And the thing about, I read somewhere that people who are very charismatic tend to do this type of thing where all you have to do is put the spotlight on the other person person because people tend to be very egocentric and they appreciate that a lot more so it's not that that's my hidden agenda i just prefer to listen and to understand other people why are they how they are i see yeah i can see a little bit about that Uh, shining the spotlight at someone else definitely helps uh, bring the energy up yeah there is a psychological fact out there that says when you are excited they get excited. When you smile, they're going to smile. There's comedians out there that are not funny, but if they start laughing, you're going to start laughing. And I I like that because sometimes when you're really nervous and you don't know what to do, hey, if you smile, people are just going to get in a good mood. It's like, oh, at least I can 
relate to that. I, I know what smiling is. Okay. Uh, going into the end of our conversation, I want to ask something I ask every person that comes into our Poder podcast show. And that is, what is your source of poder? What is that one source of inspiration that gets you going, that gets you moving? Right? When you're feeling low, you remind yourself, this is why I'm here. Because of this. A lot of people mention their family members because they grew up right in a close-knit family and other stories. But what is your story? What is your source? I would say my source of poder would be the topic of this podcast. And with that being said me being who I am I know I was sent here in order to help others I remember years ago I was talking to one of my partners at the time and uh, things got really deep in our conversation and I ended up sharing that I just wanted to leave my mark on this world and even though it isn't going to be some grand thing uh, close friends of mine and I do have a joke that I am leaving my mark on this world but it's because I'm helping one person at a time and even though at times I do make myself feel like I am a very lonely I know a lot of people have high regards for me because I've been there at some point in their life to uh, leave some positivity on them which is a comment a lot of people make to me okay thank you for that and thank you for sharing one more question before we all before we leave is what are some closing remarks you would like to give to our audience something inspirational something from you something i do that i wish more people would do is keep the other person in mind so even though if somebody has a bad habit it makes up who they are as a whole so it takes you to take time to understand why they are how they are in order for you to be able to see their beauty and to truly love them holistically. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? How do you love someone holistically? That means you that means you love them period even when you start seeing bad sides of them, you can't let that taint or tarnish any other aspect of them. Well, thank you again for engaging with our audience on Poder Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Poder Podcast, the podcast con poder. I am your host, Sergio Lagunas. Music is produced by Brian Navarrete. Please follow us on all social media channels including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, and you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, this is Poder Podcasts.